I allowed myself to be still and feel the loneliness, feel the quiet. Mm. And if I stayed there long enough and didn't rush off into the next thing, he met me and he would just comfort me and remind me of his promises that I can, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He is there with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I just wanna thank you for joining me today. This season, we've been talking about this word, encounter, and what it means to encounter God in a way that marks our lives and brings about lasting change. So far this season, we've talked about how a true encounter may require us to get a little bit uncomfortable and reach for Jesus. We see this all throughout scripture. And then we brought in some of our favorite next-gen girls, and they were sharing about how the right crowd can lead us into a life-changing encounter and how the wrong crowd may lead us away from what God has for us. But today, I just want to talk about how some of the most profound encounters happen when life feels messy and complicated. We've all been there. We get the diagnosis that we weren't expecting. We lose the job. The relationship ends. And we're left with confusion and chaos. How do we encounter God in the midst of this chaos and confusion? Well, I brought my dear friend Irene Rollins to share her experience and give us some practical advice. Irene is a wife, a pastor, a mom, and recently she's become an author in her amazing book, Reframe Your Shame. And she's also um, an emotional wellness life coach, right? And so um, I'm so excited. I that you're with us today. So excited that you and your husband, Jimmy, started a beautiful marriage ministry called Two Equals One. But welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So excited and honored to be here always. It, it's going to be so good. Yes. And, um, you know, I love this part of the podcast because I, I, I always tell girls that we're going to go really deep, really quick, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm, I want you to tell us something, your, your deepest, darkest secret. No, I, I really, <laughs> just something that somebody may not know about you unless they knew you for about five or six years. It may okay. be a fun fact. Okay, fun fact. It's kind of embarrassing, but only my close friends know this because they would, I would only share a room with a close friend. But <laughs> um, sleeping habits, I kind of sleep with my mouth open and my eyes kind of open, so it's a little creepy. I look a little scary. We've never shared a room, yes. so I did not know about. I thought we were really close. I it's did so not know that about you. That that is. Hilarious. But they make like this mouth tape now that I got on Amazon, and it's like a tape that you put over your mouth when you sleep, which and might it look helps. even weirder with your mouth tape shut and your eyes kind of open. I don't know. I don't know if that is the. I don't You're know right. if that's the right path to take. You're right. Well, hey, thank you so much for for joining us. And, you know, Irene is no stranger to the podcast. Um, You have shared your amazing testimony here, and we'll make sure that we link previous episodes in the show notes. But um, but to catch some of the girls up out there, you know, you had a very profound encounter Mm -hmm. with God that you were not even looking for at the time. But this was an encounter that that not only changed the life of, of you 
and your family, but it also um, it has also become a testimony that has literally helped thousands of people. But I would love for you to share a little bit about how you encountered God in a really chaotic, messy season. Absolutely. Uh, a little over eight years ago, I w- encountered God, you would not believe this, but in a nurse's station at a rehab center. Wow. And I wasn't there visiting. <laughs> I was there getting checked in wow. to rehab for alcohol addiction and uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome and all of these things that I really wasn't super familiar or aware of that I had struggled with um, and all the mental health issues that kind of go along with addiction. Uh, I was a pastor, mom, leading a church, and I had allowed alcohol back into my life. And it was not, it proved not to be beneficial for me very quickly. In a short period of time, um, literally a six-year period of time, I went from casual drinking to uh, hiding it. And it was uh, became an issue in my marriage. We fought all the time about it. I could not stop drinking. And it wasn't something I did out in public. It's something I hid because of shame and um, knew that it was something I needed help with, but didn't know how to ask or didn't want to admit it that I needed help. So my husband gave me an ultimatum Mm. and that led me to my knees, really. And it was the best thing that ever happened Mm. to me because uh, it was really on my knees in that, uh, I'll never forget it, in that rehab center, I'm thinking to myself, can the ground just swallow me up? Just take me to heaven right now, Mm. God. I don't want to be here anymore. The shame was so overwhelming and toxic. And, uh, you know, I came face to face with my Savior. Mm. Um, You know, in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm here just because Jimmy is going to leave me and take my kids if I don't come, but I'm only here to work on my PTSD. I'm not here about alcohol. And I don't have a problem. I was in just major denial. And when I fell on my knees, I was crying. I was all by myself. I was hysterical. Um, And that moment where I came became where I came face to face with God, it was like still and quiet mm-hmm. because it was like 1.30 in the morning and no one was around and I felt more alone than I've ever felt in my wow. entire life and felt like I had ruined my life. And in that dark moment, in that still moment is where the Lord spoke to me and just it wasn't some audible voice. It was just he came into the room, it felt like. I felt mm-hmm. his presence like wrap around me and scripture that I had meditated on for years just started coming into my mind wow. and flooding me and overtaking all mm-hmm. the negative thoughts that I was having yeah. and ruminating on. And, you know, he just said, be still, daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point for me. And that, you know, it was unexpected. Yeah. That's what encounters yeah. are like. Yeah. It was completely mm-hmm. unexpected because I didn't think he was going to show up. Right. I'm a right. believer. I love the Lord. But when it gets stormy and crazy and messy, like you start to doubt things that right. you believe. Right. right. And um, he showed up right there in that room and changed the trajectory mm-hmm. of my entire life. And that's what the presence of God does when we experience him in relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, he turned my life around. And now today, over eight years sober, I'm sharing my testimony and helping others get free, mm-hmm. not just from addiction, but from any hurt, hang up, habit, anything that's yep. holding them back from being uh, all that God's called them and purposed them to be. I love that. So he really does do what he says he's going to do and turn all things around for good. I just have to just pause for a minute because there was so much in, you know, just in your story. And I'm just going to dial in on a couple of things because, first of all, you know, I'm struck by the fact that we all love to have like those encounters with God that we're looking for. We show up at revival nights, we worship, and we're just like, we come expectant, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But sometimes the encounter that we're looking for is not the encounter God has for us. And I love that you were not looking for this. Rehab was not the place place. that you were looking to encounter God, right? Um, But he met you Mm -hmm. in the in in the point of your deepest darkest place where where someone probably was believing for you more than you could believe for yourself in Absolutely. that moment right because Absolutely. your faith was you know kind of at an all-time low, low. at that point exactly. i think another thing i think about is that you know that he was so good right mm-hmm. he was so good to show up even though you had in in some ways wandered away from his ways and his purposes and his plan for you, but he kept pursuing you. And that's when I think that this is what God does. He just continually pursues us Mm -hmm. and he finds any way possible, any way possible possible to encounter us so Mm -hmm. that we can encounter him. And then I think about the fact that, you know, that could have been an event like, rehab and a a moment like that Mm -hmm. could have just been a moment in time. It could have been an event. It could have been a really great experience, but this encounter required a response from Mm -hmm. you. And that's what encounters do. They require us to respond if the change is going to be a lasting change, right? That the the power of an encounter is actually released in a process. Mm -hmm. And what I've watched since that time is um, is that you have had other encounters and, you know, and and that you have stayed faithful in so many life transitions because that was a big one. Mm -hmm. But over the last eight years, you've just experienced some real life, life, Things that that could have drawn you away. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, and how have you encountered God in life transitions? You know, moving sure. to an entirely new state, entirely new church family, kids. You know, yeah. growing up, and then even recently, I've just watched you walk through this last season where you're kind of right in the middle of one of those seasons right now. Yes, where physically you've been struggling, mm-hmm. and you know, how are you encountering God in those seasons? Let me tell you, I'm leaning in like never <laughs> before. Mm. It's almost one of those things that once you've encountered God once and you have noticed and felt his presence once, you're kind of ruined. Mm-hmm. So it's whether you stray away or not, like, or it's a stormy season or not, it's like his presence draws you back. Yeah. And the response that I have in my heart is a longing to connect mm-hmm. back with him. And it's like a hunger and thirst yeah. gets aw- awakened in us when we encounter his presence. So in transition, when I was feeling lonely, when I was grieving, mm-hmm. not being a senior pastor anymore, moving states, had being the new girl again. I moved a lot when I was younger, um, 12 mm-hmm. times, and had like a trauma-based relationship mm-hmm. with change. I had to face that yeah. this is no longer a trauma situation. <laughs> the present is a beautiful place called Christ Fellowship mm-hmm. and West Palm Beach where I get to be planted 
with my family Mm -hmm. and watch them flourish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was facing the fears in the storm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, even with my health, like, I've really been struggling over the past few months and uh, with complications from a surgery uh, that was supposed to be a 48-hour recovery. And here I am three months later with uh, multiple diagnosis. And I'm, um, you know, grateful for the storm because I have leaned into what I'm supposed to get Mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's in his presence where he... Once again, it's the same thought. Stop and listen. Stop and be still, Irene. And when I stop and be still, I can know him. Mm. I can hear him. I can listen for him. I can be changed by him. I can he- be, my heart can be healed mm-hmm. by him. He can change the trajectory of my life if I stop and yeah. just listen yeah. and be still. Mm-hmm. And my past, what led me to addiction in the first place, I believe, was just all of the striving, all of the busyness and doing more for God than spending time with him. And mm-hmm. um, my focus was just off. Yeah. So, you know, in these seasons of transition, empty nesting and like the house being quiet, mm-hmm. it's quiet. I allowed myself to be still and feel the loneliness, feel the quiet. Mm-hmm. And if I stayed there long enough and didn't rush off into the next thing, he met me and he would just comfort me and remind me of his promises that I can, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Mm -hmm. I will fear no evil. He is there with me. And um, just, again, those moments where I practiced behind the scenes, like every morning in my recovery, waking up and spending time with the Lord for the past eight years, Even when I was sick and I physically was challenged to spend time with God Mm -hmm. because of the nausea or whatever it was that I was feeling, it's my spirit, man, literally would reiterate scripture and just give me exactly what my soul needed to rest Mm -hmm. and uh, to feel the peace that I needed. When I lay my head down at night, it's like just that, Irene, stop and Mm -hmm. listen stop being so busy, Mm -hmm. get a hold of that thought, Mm -hmm. get a hold Mm -hmm. of that fear, take it captive Mm -hmm. and replace it with truth. Yeah. Beautiful. Sila. Mm -hmm. Right. And that has been one of my words for the year. Yeah. Pause. Let God interrupt the moment Mm -hmm. and let his presence come in. Beautiful. And see your life change. Mm -hmm. See him do his thing. Hey everyone, Carissa here. You know, one of my favorite things I love most about the podcast is the conversations I get to have with my friends. From favorite quotes to so good moments to devotionals, Show Notes Plus gives me the opportunity to discuss and dive deeper into the content. It's also a great way to stay up to date on everything happening in sisterhood. Click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on anything. I I love when you said um, that you just, you let yourself feel the loneliness, you let yourself feel the disappointment, because when you pause long enough to let yourself feel those things, that, that that's when the Holy Spirit 
you know, comes in and he is that peace that passes understanding. He mm-hmm. is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. He is everything that he promised that he would be. Yes. And that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, I know I'm so guilty of it. It's like, if I just stay really busy, I can just power through this, mm-hmm. right? Well, that so works for about you know, a very short period of time. And then yeah. that kind of all catches up with mm-hmm. you. And um, and I remember I remember a season like that, you know, right after mm-hmm. I became an empty nester. And, yeah. you know, and for, for Jefferson, our son was an only child, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I got to that season, every first was a last. And I, I don't think I actually like realized that because we always wanted more mm-hmm. kids. And so I kind of held on to that hope for a while. And then when Jefferson got to, you know, to high school, I started realizing, oh my goodness, every first is a last. And oh so God. when he stepped out of our house, right, mm-hmm. and got married, it was, it wasn't just, you know, a one, you know, one step, one next step. It was like just I was just like reviewing the last mm-hmm. you know, 23 years. and um, mm-hmm. But it was in that time, it was in that time that honestly, not only just the Holy Spirit bringing comfort, but also bringing guidance and direction and, you know, and and what this next season was, mm-hmm. vision for the yeah. next season, mm-hmm. right? And he wants to speak to us. He wants us to encounter him, stop mm-hmm. long enough, you know, to yeah. just spend time with him so he can speak to us. I think you've answered this, you know, already, but I would probably ask you, you know, if there's anything more you would have to say, because I think a lot of times there's this misconception that to encounter God you know, and these these Holy Spirit encounters sometimes that we read about in Scripture, burning bushes and, yeah. you know, and, and mm-hmm. angels showing up, that they seem to happen randomly. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that we can position ourselves mm-hmm. to be able to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said this before, but I really believe that encounters, even though... Mm-hmm. Even though they're uncommon, they don't have to be rare. We can mm-hmm. position ourselves. And so... Anything else you would want to say around, you know, how you've positioned yourself that in transition, in chaos, in Mm -hmm. messes, that you've been able to put yourself in a position where you could encounter the Holy Spirit? I would say leaning into community, really, Mm. because my church community, my church family is where I'm reminded when I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not alone. I'm around people. I have it or I can choose to isolate. But when I reach, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can choose to isolate super easily, especially when you're sick, you Mm kind of have to isolate and it it can be dangerous yeah. but we have these things called cell phones yeah we can reach out to mm-hmm. people and ask for prayer we can uh you know do something different like you know the opposite of whatever it is that the enemy is trying to kind of drown us in if it's loneliness then take the risk to reach out and do something different and ask to talk on the phone facetime you right. know go out and spend time with someone i mean I honestly leaned into my church family more than anything. Um, super intentional, like call like that whole uncomfortable thing of asking someone to go hang out and <laughs> hey, are you free for coffee? And mm-hmm. hey, that we may have to book it three months in advance, right. but at least it's on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like um, intentionality about uh, being connected because people reminded me of mm-hmm. my value, yeah. my worth um, to God. Yeah. Um, going to celebrate recovery would remind me of the gift of my sobriety mm-hmm. um, and that I get to help other yeah. people get hope in Jesus that. that they can have the same mm-hmm. freedom. And, you know, um, so many things like that. So it's, it, I think I would say if it's leaning into people, mm-hmm. And community that God has placed around me. And 
for the listener out there who's like, well, you know, I don't really like to go to church or maybe, you know, small groups is just not for me. You know, they don't like people, whatever. Let me tell you something. The Lord will chase you down. Mm -hmm. I remember a part of my journey where it was like I would sit next to somebody on a plane and they, you know, here I am in my drunken state. So it's I'm addicted to alcohol at the time. And I'm on a plane going to my friend's um, house for her to convince me to go to rehab. <laughs> and I sit next to this woman and she and I'm complaining about how, oh, gosh, there's turbulence. So now the flight attendants aren't going to bring drinks. This is so annoying, right? I had no idea that this woman sitting next to me was uh, in recovery herself. She didn't come out and say it, but she was my angel, my person in wow. that moment mm. who was like, you know what? A sober life is a better life for me. I don't drink. And I'm like, really? Oh, my gosh, that's so strange, you know? <laughs> and uh, But like looking back, I mm. remember like she was such a gift because one of the first people I ever saw who was so proud yes. and of the fact that. I, she doesn't partake in alcohol because it's not beneficial for her. Right. And just it's people mm -hmm. that God puts in our place right. that sometimes we're encountering him through a person. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because um, I probably am going to say this almost every time we get on a podcast is the value and the answer to prayer that community is. I actually got to go speak at Celebrate Recovery over mm -hmm. the last few weeks. And oh my goodness, it was so beautiful and powerful. But the, yeah. you really experienced the power of community yes. and the strength that it brings. And I reminded them mm -hmm. again that they're the only battle mm -hmm. that you can't win is the one that you're fighting on your own. That's so the good. only battle you can't win is the one that you're fighting on your own. Mm -hmm. And it's not just true for people that are in recovery. This is for all of us. That's right. And so many times, you know, in the even in scripture, that so many miracles were this partnership mm -hmm. between a supporting cast member, you yes. know, and Jesus himself. I mean, you think about the boy with the loaves and fishes, right? right? If there had not been fishes and loaves, there wouldn't have been a lunch for mm -hmm. 5,000 plus people. If there had not been servants that mm -hmm. day, you know, that were filling jugs with water, no right. water, no wine. And so these guys were actually mm -hmm. supporting cast for somebody else's miracle. And I really believe that that's part of our calling mm -hmm. in community is that is that we would enter the life of the supernatural, but that yes. we would actually be the supporting cast in somebody else's miracle. Yeah. And when we do that, we get a front row seat. We get a front row seat to see Jesus do something that we would have never seen any mm -hmm. other way. And we get, if we're the recipient, like you were in mm -hmm. that season, I love the fact that you were the recipient in that season. And now, oh my goodness, the people that come and tell me, you know, Irene's story it meant mm. everything to me. I'm mean, just last week. Wow. Someone came up to me at the end of church, and you had already um, left service. You, you'd already left, but I was hanging out, and she she just stopped me and said, "You know, you will never know how much Irene's story changed my life. You know, wow. I was so ashamed. I had fallen into such a deep, dark pit, and I oh, had wow, only wow. myself to blame. And mm. but when I heard Irene's testimony, it actually." changed my trajectory. One year later, I'm on a completely different path. She was beautiful. She'd been through a fire, didn't even smell like smoke. That's I mean, beautiful. But it, it's amazing. Like yeah. this is what community is, biblical community, mm -hmm. that we are at one time the one, the recipient mm -hmm. of, you know, of somebody else being a part of our supernatural encounter. Mm -hmm. And then our encounter actually gets to be a seed for somebody else's miracle. That's right. And I, I love it. I love that because 
what you're I'm hearing you say is that when the encounter is not just for us. Absolutely. It's like it's meant to be given yes. away for yes. us to go and tell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what God did in yeah. us so we can help others. And it, there's nothing more, mm-hmm. um, nothing better. And it fuels me every yeah. single day. Yeah. I wake up ready and excited to share about my sobriety. I can't even believe, like you said, I don't smell like smoke, but like I can't even believe I was that person mm-hmm. hiding alcohol. Yeah. I can't believe Mm -hmm. that I was the person that was so ashamed. I thought I would never tell anyone Mm -hmm. about what I had walked through. And it's like, that's the complete opposite (laughs) of God's intention Uh when he fills us. He's like, you know, go and tell of my goodness, Mm -hmm. go and tell of my grace and my mercy and my presence and how you like his you know, he his resurrection, mm-hmm. he resurrects us. Mm-hmm. He redeems us. Yes, that's like, right. Like this mm-hmm. is the power of our Savior. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's the power of this community that is part of our inheritance. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, and I, I, you know, a true encounter not only changes us, but it changes the way that mm-hmm. people encounter us. It changes us, but it mm-hmm. changes the way people encounter us, what they experience when they encounter mm-hmm. us. Because, you know, again, that that our stories are are personal, yeah. but they're never meant to be private, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's so beautiful when that happens in community. Again, not everyone's going to have a story like Irene had that's right. going to be on platforms, right. but all of us, all of us are are called into this community mm-hmm. um, to be to to be the the one that is helping somebody else, carrying someone into their supernatural right. encounter and being the one sometimes that needs to be carried. So I love it. So, so, so good. Um, okay. Anything practically that you would say, because you just talked about community, um, anything practically to position ourselves. I, I, I always like to try to leave people with some practical tools um, because everything we're talking about might seem a little bit ethereal when we talk about encountering the Holy Spirit, but sure. let's get practical. So one thing I like to give people is um, to think in my, when I do emotional intelligence training, I um, like to say, have a turnaround thought mm. when, or have a turnaround scripture Come on. Mm-hmm. or a word, mm-hmm. just even if it's one word. So I'm going to give our listeners one today. Mm-hmm. It's Selah. Mm. All through the um, the book of Psalms, it it's intentionally used to yep. cause the worshipers to stop be still and pause mm-hmm. in God's presence. And so when you are feeling like chaos and the mm-hmm. storm is just feels like it's going to take you out, whatever dark place you may be in, mm-hmm. my encouragement to you today is to find that one word. And if you need to borrow mine, I am mm-hmm. totally cool with that. Sila, it is yeah. yours. Pause. Mm-hmm. Stop. Listen. Yeah. Don't listen to talk back. Ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. But Listen to understand the God that loves you, has never left you, won't forsake you, will chase you down. Mm -hmm. And that one word, just stopping and realizing that, oh my goodness, nothing can separate me from his presence. Not what I'm feeling right now, not the sin that I is causing me to feel shame. I can be forgiven. Mm. Nothing can separate me. So that sila means stop. I love that. Take a deep breath interrupt the chaos with that breath mm-hmm. and invite God mm-hmm. in that moment, in Beautiful. the thought and into the chaos. And he'll quiet the storm. I, I promise that. you. A turnaround word and mm-hmm. Selah, what a great word for all of us to pause and allow the Holy Spirit to 
to minister to us mm-hmm. in the times that we need him most. Irene, that was so good and so powerful. And that's why I love having you on the podcast oh, thank you. because I learn so much every single time. Well, you know, it's a great way to learn is to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And in this season of the podcast, our audience is sending in questions every week for us to answer. And this week's question comes from Bruna. And Bruna is asking the question, for those of us who are, are just learning how to read the Bible and just getting involved, um, what would be your advice to someone who's just starting out to learn the Bible? And I have a couple of things. First of all, uh, make sure that you're in a life-giving church and that you're coming week after week. We always tell people the most important thing is to keep coming back because you're going to hear the Word of God declared in a way that is going to be easy and applicable, right? Mm -hmm. That you're going to be able to to know God's word, but also how to apply it to your life. But we know that Sunday is not enough. And so engaging in scripture reading every single day is important. I love the gospel of John because your Bible is divided into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it's one of the books in the New Testament. And John was this apostle who hung out with Jesus for three years. So what better way to get to know Jesus than from one of his really good friends? Um, And then I think third, and most importantly for me, would be um, that we have a way as a church that you can engage in Scripture every day. It's our it's on our Christ Fellowship app, and there is Scriptures that that will be right there in the app for you to engage in every day. And what I love is there's this place that that you can actually put in a prayer request so and cool. have people in your own church community, right, in our own church community that will pray for you and um, and that you will be on the journey with together. That How about you? Is so awesome. Any I advice? love the U version Bible app. Mm -hmm. I use it every single day. Number one, um, it's, I can just quickly put in the search uh, if I'm looking for a particular scripture that I want to recall, but I I may be a pastor, but I don't remember every single, (laughs) where every scripture Mm -hmm. is in the Bible. Um, I also go into the Bible plans and you can type in the search there, anything that you need that you want to explore the Bible in. Right. So for example, if I'm looking for peace, I type in peace and all these plans will come up as well as recovery. There's recovery in there. There's mm-hmm. if you're dealing with shame, you can put that in the search engine and all of these devotionals will come up at Christmas time, Easter. You know, I can learn more about what the Lord went through right. in the, you know, days leading up to his uh, crucifixion. I mean, it's so full of every kind of devotional. And for someone who's new to the Bible, a devotion basically is just someone taking a little bit of story and uh, taking the Bible and making it applicable to your daily yes. life, mm-hmm. which for me, I need yeah, in the way so I learn. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that was so good. And what we're saying is that engaging in the mm-hmm. Bible is really important. And we're going to link all of those, those resources we've been talking about in the show notes so that you've got those tools to be able to do that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to send your questions using the link in the show notes, and we will try to answer them right here on the podcast. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Check out the show notes for links. Follow us on Instagram and all the links to Irene's amazing resources. Her book um, are going to be in those show notes. And we cannot wait to catch you next time on the So Good Sisterhood podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.